Ding. So, dude. Yeah. Um, you know Cole. Uh, you know how I many tat- he got another tattoo. Did you know? I that? saw that. I saw that he posted something on uh Instagram. Yeah, he got his third, which really I'm supposed to get one to match. Sorry, but here's the deal. Did you see how low it is on his? It's on his tricep, but it's down pretty low. Yeah. So I told him, and we agreed. And he's 18, so he does whatever the heck he wants in theory. Yeah. Um, but I said, dude, you he's know, still I'm, living under your roof. He is. He is. He is. <laughs> I knew you're gonna, you're gonna cut that out. <laughs> so I said, Cole, you know, you get the tattoos you want. You're a young man. I think you really need to make sure that none of them are visible unless you want them to be. Yeah. Like they should be able to be easily covered up. Yeah. Because, you know, you don't know what kind of job you're going to get down the road. Yeah. And so we had a pretty good discussion and he said, yeah, all right. So he leaves to go. <laughs> and then he texts me like halfway through the tattoo going, oh, this is a lot lower. It's almost to my elbow. And then he comes home and he shows me and, you know, I mean, if he's wearing a short sleeve shirt, half of the new tattoo. Yeah. You can't hide it really unless you're wearing long sleeves. And I was super. Or a baseball. F- ba- yeah, 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 oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, but I was frustrated because I was like, dude, and I'm old school, you know, but I'm like, dude, you just cut yourself out of half of the jobs, a third of the, I don't know, some of the jobs yeah. that you might want someday. And it was, I mean, dude, you know, classic younger generate millennials, whatever, right? I mean, classic millennial <laughs> thinking. He's like, well, dude, dad, you know, I was sitting there in the chairs. It was getting lower and lower. And I decided. You know, he decided in the chair, right? As it was happening. As it was happening. You know, no job, I, you know, any job that doesn't want me to have a tattoo isn't the kind of job I'm going to want anyway. You know, if they really want me, they'll, they'll, they'll accept me for my tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, you know, classic. You. Am I, am I super old? Is the millennial thing a thing? You're kind of stuck in the middle. That's, you're not a millennial, but you're younger than I yeah. am. Well, I think it's generation to generation. I mean, that's not millennial thinking. I think that's, that's eight, just eighteen year old thinking. That's eighteen, uh, a little naivete. Yeah, but and I, and I was the same way. I said, I said to myself, I was like, "Do I really need a degree?" But it was bad. I graduated in '97, so like you could go get a job making big bucks in the computer field without one. without a degree. You needed like a um, certification or something. Okay. I was like, I really need to go to college. Okay. So that part's not millennial. Is, is it, maybe I'm being too hard on the millennials. I'm an old guy. Cause there is a part of me that yeah. goes, he's basically saying, I'm going to be so awesome. Yeah. That if a, if a company wants me, they're not, they, they it won't matter if I have a tattoo or not. Yeah. Like I'm entitled to have a well, tattoo. I'll say this. I think companies now, and I think it's, this should be the case. I don't think whether you have a tattoo, somebody can be judged by a tattoo or not, right. whether they can perform. Now, right. if you are going to be someone that's going to be with people, presenting things, that may be, you know, a tough place where, yeah. where you're, you know, your circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the room where you actually have areas where you yep. can be a part of that and, yep. and make money, you probably won't be able to do that very good <laughs> or or you don't have a bigger pool the pool right. is smaller right but would you at least would you tell me if i'm being old fogey dude do we need tyler do we need to start present are you we'll, we'll figure out no, i think this am I, am I being old fogey by saying millennials younger generation have some level of like 
different expectations yeah. or entitlements okay. in the workplace yeah. or yeah i think i don't know i think you have to look at how how this came about okay you presented as these millennials and it's <laughs> and it's not these millennials you look at how it how it came about like my generation you know google was kind of like around that that time yep. and yep. their philosophy on office on creativity yep. that kind of changed it for everybody i mean they're like hey the more space we give people to think the more room we give people to grow and be Aberrate, who they be are creative and, and be in a very creative space the more success our business gets and i don't think they were wrong right so you just this is like google 2.0 google's office uh workplace philosophy 2.0 today where we think it's out of hand but it's not necessarily out of hand it's just right. more room for creativity yeah. and yeah. you know you have to well, expand your mind <laughs> well and we have said in like our culture and at ssm saddleback in our youth yeah. ministry we kind of say hey as long as the job's getting done we don't care yeah you know no, want, it's more than in, that come though. in late go to coffee bring coffee in bring your dog into work we don't care <laughs> <laughs> well that's why i think the old fogey in you because it's not just about like getting the work done. There's a philosophy behind. Tyler would agree with me. There's a philosophy. What, is he, what does he know? He's 26. <laughs> he would know though. There's a philosophy behind allowing people to be in a very like. If you think about like musicians when they when they're recording their albums, you know, you may go to the studio and you'll see they have red curtains all around the place. They yes. may have a certain scented yes. candle. Yes. And it's there to spark their creativity. And companies are learning that. They're learning we need to give people more space. So let me give you a hypothetical. Creative. Yes. Let's just pretend in a workspace full of 26, 27-year-olds, some older people. Yeah. Somebody decides to bring a dog to work. I'm just going to bring my dog to work. I just hey it's, man, I love. I, I'm just bringing it. Okay. my workplace gotta, is casual, nope. and it's going to spark my creativity. The job's read. still going to get done. That's where you got to read. You got to read. You got to read. It's therapeutic. Dogs are therapeutic, especially if they're cute <laughs> and lovable. And you but, can't be mad, right? The deadline. Look, the deadline is is Tuesday. Your boss is coming to your office, and he passes by a, a cute Labrador Retriever lapping water like yeah. you can't be mad when you walk in the office you mean as a boss yeah i can't if he's whizzing on my carpet <laughs> okay what, what this if, is a generation what if where you're, but what if you're another you, one of my employees and you're allergic to dogs or you got bit by a dog as a child and now you're saying i need a safe space at work and this dog is invading my safe space okay what's more dangerous <laughs> a cute dog or the cigarettes you that your generation used to be able to smoke right at the desk first of all i'm not that i'm not i'm not that old i'm not that old but there's it's funny when i watch movies where you see the ashtray oh. on the desk or they're drinking they're scotch at in a meeting desk. can i get you a drink and they got some lady in a tight skirt who comes in and yeah. lights their cigarettes and pours their drinks i mean i think that's terrible you know, of course, yeah. I got your back, millennials. But <laughs> I do too. I, I, I do think too. I think it's just creativity. Like you give people more space to to yeah. be not be who they are, but just to be comfortable. Yeah, yep. feel a little ownership. Right. Creativity can only happen when you do that. I hear you. I hear you. 
<laughs> yeah, right. What's <laughs> all right? Hey, we. No. <laughs> these are all just hypotheticals. They yeah. see. Uh, you know, I'm just inventing. I'm just inventing <laughs> scenarios. My son has no elbow tattoos, <laughs> Tattoo. nor have I ever seen a dog in our youth ministry offices. <laughs> I'm just. That's the first one. We got more lined up. <laughs> I'm just. We're gonna make this the happiest place. But what I am gonna work. do? What I am gonna do next week is <laughs> smoke <laughs> in here. <laughs> During a parent counseling that's a, meeting. That's a sound bite. Just to bring back the good old days. <laughs> All right. Should we start this thing? Yeah. All I right, think let's, let's, do let's get it let's going. Do it. Let's go. Start, start work. Producer Tyler in the let's house. Talk you Tyler in the house. All righty, hey. <laughs> dude. Welcome back. What's up? All man? right. Okay, AC. Let's jump right into it today. Yes. Enough small talk. We bantered earlier about millennials and all the problems. Go they, millennials. And all the problems they cause. Be creative, millennials. I hey, I hear you. I hear you. Create the future for us. Hey, I'm counting on the millennials to. I need the millennials to Let's vote go to for the Ber- moon. to get Bernie Sanders in office, <laughs> so that they can all support <laughs> no. me in my old in my no. old age. We're going, we're going to the moon with millennials. Universal elder care is what I'm voting on for. Bernie we're vacationing Sanders. on the moon. There we go. With millennials. Thanks to the millennials. All right, let's go. All right. Okay. Here's a topic for today. Yes. Three questions every mm-hmm. youth pastor must. Three questions every youth pastor must ask. Now it <laughs> might be three. My hunch is it's going to be more than three because yeah. I've, I've got three. You've got three. Yeah. Chance, and there's a much there's well there's 52 yeah, questions right but the ones there, there's no way your three match my three exactly yeah so it's really going to be five or six or four questions yeah. that youth pastor must ask and we'll just jump into it we'll have one of us give our three and then we'll kind of push back and forth and then the next guy will do the same so do you want to go first or you want me to go first uh you go first okay yeah my three questions that I believe every youth pastor must ask himself or herself would be, and I think these are in order because they kind of build on each other in yeah. my case. I think number one is why does our ministry exist? Hmm. Like at the end of the day, what's our purpose for existing? Yeah. What are we here to do as a youth minister? If God himself showed up and said, this is why you're here. What do I yeah. think he would say to us? Why do we exist? <clears throat> number two would be where are we headed next? Where are we headed next? And why I think you have to have number one first is because where you're headed next, in my mind, needs to, at the very least, not ever contradict why you exist. So if my youth ministry, our youth ministry exists to reach as many unchurched teenagers as possible for Jesus, if that's why we exist, then where we're headed next should always help me accomplish why we exist. I don't ever want to be headed somewhere that doesn't help us do why I think we exist to do. Um, But I think a a vital question for any youth pastor is sometimes we get stuck in the muck and mire of today, right? Man, I've got, I've got these emails to return. I've got this upset parent who I, I really do need to talk to this upset parent. I've got this lesson I have to write. And the, the, the big old hairball of youth mystery it just it just never quits spinning, right? Yeah. I mean, you know it. You go home oh, and yeah. you're on a date with Sandra, and you're thinking about the the conflict you had with a student at yeah. life group or whatever. It never. So I think a leader has to, a youth pastor has to, a know 
because of all that crazy, that crazy isn't the driving force of your ministry. The driving force of your ministry is why, why do we exist? exist? Yeah. And you have to be able to step out of that spinning crazy once in a while and say, okay, this stuff will always be going. Yeah. Where do we need to go next? What, what's God got for us in this next season? Where do I think, what's the hill we need to tackle? You know, what's the, what's the mountain we need to die on? Where does God want us to go? And yeah. so it's evaluating, oh, man, like it, it just seems like um, there's not very many first timers. Okay, well, maybe in this next season, we need to go after visitors. Yeah. Or it seems like our kids can't articulate their faith. Well, maybe in this next season where we're headed next is helping our core kids understand the basic tenets of faith or whatever. Yeah. So why do we exist? Where are we headed next? And then building on that, the third question I think every youth pastor has to ask. Let me, let me just jump on that first one. And when you say, you know, why do we exist? I think it's important that you know that because there are a lot of people who can give you that answer. (laughs) Everybody has an answer. Everybody has an answer on where you, why you exist, right? So the, the, the mom who, who loves the Bible and who loves reading the, you know, wants her son to know it like memorize the yep. whole Bible. That's why you exist. You should exist so that my son can know the Bible back and forth. Yep. You know, the other one, my kids are in my hair or they just need things to do. You should be doing stuff. You, you should exist be doing to be stuff. a babysitter. You exist to be a babysitter and, and, and keep my kids moving forward yep. or whatever. Yep. So knowing why you exist, I think that's, I think that's the first thing you need to, yep. to, to put out. And, and I think like Huge. you said, everything else feeds from yeah. that. Because mm-hmm. if you don't, everybody yep. will have an, have well, an idea and, why you exist. And by the way, the mom who says you should be discipling and helping my kids memorize the Bible. That's not a terrible, it's not a oh, terrible yeah. reason. Oh. Even the mom who says you need to be doing a lot of stuff. You yeah. need to keep our kids busy. That's not a terrible motive. She, in yeah. fact, she probably has a very good motive for it. Oh, totally. Right. And so maybe if it may be, <laughs> but, but if you don't know, if you yeah. haven't already, if you haven't already answered that question, yeah then everybody's agenda becomes yours and it it becomes an issue. You have to wrestle through again, Mm -hmm. right? Oh man, she, she wants, she wants us to do stuff for homeschoolers. Is that, is that, well, maybe we should do stuff. Oh gosh, this mom says we got to do Bible quiz. Well, maybe does our ministry exist to do Bible quiz? I mean, everybody's agenda becomes a valid agenda that you have to weigh out versus when a mom comes and says, Hey, I was wondering why do you, and we've heard this. Yeah. Hey, why do you guys make the weekends? So upbeat and fun. They're not deep enough for my high school senior. How many times have you heard that? Yeah. Right. Um, Well, when we know why we exist, we can then explain exactly why our weekends are designed the way they are. Yep. So, so why do we exist? Where are we headed next? That's good. And then my third one is because where we're headed next has to fit into why we exist. And then my third question would be, who or what is going to help us get to where we're headed next? Yeah. So what resources do I need? Yeah. If where we're headed next is discipleship for a season, because we got to shore that up. Yeah. Right. Um, and discipleship helps us achieve why we exist. Then I have to ask myself, well, who are some people, key volunteers, yeah. parents, other people in the community that can help us write discipleship curriculum or can come and help us evaluate our current discipleship climate. Yeah. Um, what volunteers also have a heart for discipleship. So now I'm going to the bank going, who was the dad that said, 
we need more discipleship. Yeah. Right. No, that's good. Now I'm going to him going, Hey, you know what? A year ago you mentioned we need more discipleship. And I think that's where we're headed next for a season. Can you help me figure that out? Who, and then what is just, do we have the, is it going to cost money? Yeah. Do we need to ask for an extra room on Wednesday nights for that program to get developed? Yeah. You I know. think that question really, really can expose some areas of your ministry that you may have a heart for that you just may not have, you know, the manpower to, to go after those areas. And I think it, it should push you into, you know, your volunteer base. And, you know, I think there's where you can ask that question. Like, who do we need? Well, of course, all budget for personnel, you know, full time or part time yeah. or whatever is all spent. Right. Well, have you tapped into your, have you asked this question to your volunteers? Because you may have some, you know, corporate guys who are, you know, maybe fundraisers, corporate guys who, who does graphics or, you know, that could totally get you where you, where, where you want to go. You right. step into that or even asking the church, right. You know, Hey, I need a, I need a, you know, someone who loves to do sports, <laughs> you know, maybe have a dad who has kids who loved already loves to do sports. Hey, yep. you know, can you come and run this for me or whatever? Well, dude, can you imagine going into your once a year <laughs> elders meeting? Let's just pretend it's once a year. It might be every month, but maybe you're going into the, the once a year elders meeting where you have to present your ministry plan. Maybe it's the heading into the budget season. If you just framed your presentation around oh, these yeah. three questions. Hey elders, just want to remind you, here's why our youth ministry exists. We exist to reach more lost students for Jesus than ever before or whatever. That's yeah. why we exist. And by the way, hey, in light of that, here's something, here's where I see us headed the next six months, the next budget year. And here's what we're gonna need. And yep. some of it's gonna be a little bit more a little bit more money. And that's why you'll see that there's an extra $500 in the budget this year because of where we're headed next. Here's, here's who I'm going to go after. Hey, elders, yeah. just so you know, I'm going to tap these guys in our congregation and elder Bob. I recognize that one of them is really involved with the men's ministry, but with your blessing, I need to go after him because he can help us get to where if you framed your presentation yeah. in those three questions, man, they've, they've got to really have some strong opinions yeah. to say no to that. I think you take away the, the questions. You know, right. just going, hey, can we get this so we can do this? I would be more apprehensive to go, okay, well, why are you doing that? Right. You know, just to, are you thinking things through or you've are already, you just throwing money? You've proven you're you know? thinking it through. Yeah. yeah. You're like, oh, wow. Of course. You, right. You know, you've answered some questions that may come into my mind already and, yeah. and even more because now the perception is you know what you're doing. Like you, right. you have a plan for this money. Yeah. No, that's well, good. And dude. most of our elders come from the business world. Right. And mm -hmm. in the business world, they, they have to have justification for every decision, every new initiative. Oh yeah. How are we going to get there? You know? Yeah. So, so it's, you're speaking their love language. For sure. All right. Sure. Those are my, my three. Okay. Why do we exist? Where are we headed next? What and who's going to help us get there? Those are my three questions. Every youth pastor has to ask. Yes. Now, just so you know, we didn't, we didn't ask, we didn't tell each other before we wrote these things down right. just so we could see how different they would yep. be and, yep. and, and try to really give you guys some, some uh, stuff directly from us. So first well, one, we kind of, kind of landed a little bit close together. My first one was, where are we going? I think that's a question um, that you should always be asking yourself. Of course, I think why you exist is great. Where are you going is, I think, the prayer 
of, of your heart for your students. And I think a lot of that is bedded in how well you know your students, how well you know the culture of your ministry, how well you know the culture of your community that, that your students belong to. Yep. Maybe the close schools that you're at. What are their greatest needs? Um, you know, so can I interrupt and ask yeah. for clarifying? Yeah. And maybe it's a little bit of both, or maybe is where are we going next more of a, is the youth pastor, where am I deciding we're going next? Or is it more of a, hearing and paying attention and knowing and discerning here's where we're going and am i okay with it do i jump on the wave do i adjust is it a discerning question or a leadership proclaiming question i think both okay i think the discernment should come first i think if you're leading a group your connection to god for the group for the community for the students i think that should be primary and then, of course, you're making this decision of, okay, where are we going? Because we're, you know, moving in a certain direction. Mm-hmm. I think you can't do that without the due diligence of knowing where your community, yeah. you know, knowing the needs. I think, you know, it goes like this, like for some of our communities, like some of our uh, campuses that are in a little bit more rural area or lower income area, we have an event that costs so much money, right? Like if I don't know my area, if I don't know the, you know, the, the, Demographics the, the economic and, yeah. state of my area, I'm going to go, Oh man, that looks really, really cool. And <laughs> I'm going to put that on not knowing anything. And I could be presenting my kids with something that they don't need, something they can't afford. I'm creating problems. Um, and so I think, where we're going ties into that. Where we're going ties into the state of how many kids are, you know, fatherless, how many kids are whatever. So a lot of that plays into it. So asking yourself, okay, where are we going? You know, even if you broke it up into seasons, where are we going this season? You know, we feel like we just came out of a very huge relational season where our students bonded and, you know, they have a, a certain bond. So where are we going now with that? Are we, that? Keep, are we going to keep riding are we that keep wave? Riding this are wave? We, do we need to transition? Do we need to, you know, where are we going? I think right. that's a question that you should be, you know, asking yourself. And it's not, it's not to be asking yourself so that you, you're every whim, every thing. Toss to and fro. Yeah, you just, you know, blowing in the wind. It's really to just help, help you continue in the, in the wave that God has you yep. going. Love if it. you don't, you can get stuck and go, oh, this is the greatest time ever. You know, everybody loves each other, everybody. And, and I think you just, you stay stagnant. Yep, I love it. Okay. Next one is, am I leading or managing? And I Ooh. think this is more for leadership. Just, um, I think managing is great, but there's no, like we were talking about with millennials, in my generation, they totally saw a shift. Like companies, um, companies in terms of like who they're reaching, who they're going after, creativity is the is the key. And so um, to manage and manage and manage, you know, what I want to see, what I want to, that doesn't help anything grow. That doesn't create a place for creativity. That just uh, creates a place for whatever I want to be done. Right. Um, When I lead. Managing is more like checks and balances. Checks and balances. I'm checking lists. Are you doing this? Are you doing that? Yep. You know, you're completing a task that I want you to right. complete. Gotcha. And I think leading is helping people arrive at the place, especially for, 
you know, churches or ministries is helping people arrive at the place that God has called them to within the scope of the ministry. So somebody comes and says, man, I would love to be a part of HSM or high or JHM or whatever. Great. You know, of course we have like, Hey, here are the areas you can serve in. Um, leading allows them the ability to see things different than managing. Right. Mm -hmm. When I manage, the only thing they can see is what I put in front of them pretty much. When I lead, I'm giving them the whole scope. I'm giving them um, just a, a broader brush to stroke with versus, hey, here are these tools for this right. type of job. And so, so I used to get together with a, another junior high youth pastor and his church was about the same size of our, as ours. He had about the same number of employees, interns, and he would every single day he would start his day the exact same way for about the first half hour. And he would bring each person, like six of them in one at a time and spend about five or six minutes lighting them their to-do list for the day that he created and then double checking their to-do list from the day before and making sure, oh, okay, that didn't get done. Let's add that to the top of today's. Hey, that got done. I can check that off. Okay. Oh, hey, wow. you got it. Hey, AC, you got it. You ready to go? You ready to go? Yeah. It's going to be great. It's going to be a great day, AC. It's going to be, you're going to do great things for the kingdom. Boom. Next guy. Hey, Brian. <laughs> Management. Yeah. Management. Yeah. yeah. Now, I would say he's probably leading at some level because he's, think, he's the guy thinking through everything that has to get done and he's leading the movement. I, I, I would say he was leading the organization. I think he's managing the movement. I would say, well, I would say he's managing the people. Yeah. He's leading the big yeah. picture and he's managing the people pulling it off. Maybe. Yeah. Is yeah. That, I, I, th I think, no, I think that's, I think that's right. It's at some degree there's Lee. I think you need to do both at, at certain times. That's but what I, I was going to ask you. But I think for the growth part, like for the, I don't, I think because we are commanded to be in community, to live in community, to serve together, not apart. Whether you're in leadership or not, a huge part of your goal is to help people reach their full potential in Christ. You can't do that when you manage. You can do that when you're leading. You can do that when you're, you know, you can inspire when you're, you know, you're, you're helping people move along. You're helping people. Okay, I just, I just thought of a saying. A tweet. No, not. Well, uh, maybe. Can I tweet it? I'll let you decide okay. if you want. But I'm just asking you because I yeah, just yeah. thought of this. Is it safe to say we would say something like this? Leadership helps things grow. People, yeah. organizations. Leadership helps things grow. Management keeps things from shrinking. So leadership is what grows yeah. things. Management is what comes in behind and alongside yeah. and keeps things from falling apart. Yeah. Maintaining, yeah. right? Keeps things from falling apart. Yeah. If things fall apart, it starts to shrink. Yeah. No, so totally. You can be a leader and say, we're going to take this hill and we're going to get, we're going to get 55 new volunteers this year. Yeah. And ah, oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. That's going to help us grow. I could come in behind you and say, okay, guys, in order to get 55 new volunteers, we're going to need 55 new applications printed and we're going to need, oh, right. Yeah. And I'm managing yeah. so I'll, that vision doesn't shrink back. Yeah. I'll use our, you on the weekend for an example, okay. like the beginning of it, um, you know, we, we assign a leader to each school. So somebody that's on staff each, um, I could totally go in it in there and the kids wouldn't 
buck up against unless they've done it many times and they're like, man, you're, you're managing us. Get out of here. Um, I could come in and do that or I could come in. How it's supposed to be set up is you come in and you open up the, you know, the door to whoever, whoever wants to be a part of it. You don't have to be a part of, you know, set up back HSM to be a part of planning it or whatever. Um, and ideas galore. What do you guys want this to look like? Yep. I want to take all of, I want to take the ceiling off. You know, yes, we'll, we'll figure it kind of like dwindle it down to budget and everything. But at this point, we just want to go for the, go for the moon. Our right. goal is to get as many students from your school to, to, to participate encounter in, with yep. Jesus. Yep. Either that's through participating or showing or up, showing to, watch. up yep. to watch. What does that look like? What are some ideas? You got a, a huge whiteboard full of ideas. Kids are shooting for the moon from a, you know, what if we have unicorns or horses with unicorns coming down the whatever. Right. Um, at the same time, all of that's great. And then you go, okay, we need someone who's managing time. We need someone. Now we have all these great ideas. Budget. Somebody's going to manage. Somebody's going to manage budget. Somebody's going to manage, you yep. know, know this. Who has a who has a heart who loves doing that type of stuff? Right. Great. Okay. The idea of managing budget is just to make sure we don't go over. Yeah. There you go. So I um, you at you change mine, Tyler. Here's what I want you to do. Um, real quick, maybe we can throw it on the screen, but see if it exists first. Google around and see if there is something that like says leadership versus management. Yeah. Um, because what, what I said, and then you changed it, which might've been better. I said, leadership helps things grow. Management keeps things from shrinking. But you said leadership helps things grow. Management maintains. Maintains. Yeah. So at the end, so you have this thing that's moving. Right. We've reached the moon. The best ideas are winning right now. No one feels, everyone feels inspired like the weekend is going. And then you have kids who come along and they maintain it, they manage it, Yep. you know? And so I, I think you definitely need both, but I think you need to be thinking right. about both because sometimes you need to manage, Right. sometimes you need to lead. Yep. And you need to know when to manage, yep. when to lead yep. to get the best out of your, yep. you know, your people. Yep. And so I think that's just something you need to be totally. So it's not, it's not the question is, it, am, I manage, am I leading or managing as in leading is better than managing? Yeah, no. It's which one need I, which one should I be doing right now? Yeah. Which one's most important right which now? Which one is most important? Was there anything, Tyler, just out of curiosity? Anything that talks about, what's, can you give me the definition of management maybe? <laughs> just to see if we got yeah. Tyler. Okay. While Tyler's looking for that. Yes. My, you want to so, go to my so last one? What, first one was, well, first one, where, where are, are we going? going? Am I leading or managing? Am I leading or managing? Number and three. my third one is, uh, am I available? Ooh. And so I kind of, wow. I thought about that and I've I probably thought. would word it very pastoral. You know, if I had a, had a lot of different time, time, but I was just thinking, am I a, available in terms of, you know, how much do I have on my plate? Am I managing my time well um, so that I can be available to the team, whether it's, you know, having a one-on-one? Am I receptive to what's going on in my team's life? Or am I just looking at the bottom line? Am I I looking at my team going, man, something's not right with him today. There's things going on. Or, you know, oh, yeah, he's in a relationship with his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. They've been in a relationship two years. I wonder how things going or... This, am I perceptive? I love that. Um, and, and I think sometimes when you ask that question, am I available? You're looking at, 
okay, what's my what's my calendar look like? Right. Especially you got calendar from work, you got a calendar with the family, um, you know, but you also have you know this, yeah. and I think while I do believe they all bleed together and and at times, but I think sometimes that could hurt us. So I'm going to ask if you a follow-up question yes. and I'll let you noodle on it while I turn my attention to the definitions. Yes. So here's my follow-up question to you. Cause I hear you say that, especially as a pastor and I go, heck yeah. I, I mean, there's, I, I, there's no way that's not a very important question. And then I go, but man, it seems like so many top level leaders aren't super available. Yeah. You know, like, uh, you know, so many leaders of big churches, so many leaders of big organizations, it yeah. seems like they become less and less available yeah. instead of more and more available. Oh, totally. Um, so talk to me about that Yeah. while I look at this for a second. Well, I would say, I would say you still have to ask that question. It's just a different, it's in a different context. You can't do two things at once. Sorry. <laughs> uh, talk to me <laughs> intently. Sorry. Pour your heart out right now while yeah, I, I can't, also I can't. read this I definition. Well, on I originally screen. meant to talk about that <laughs> to our listeners yeah. while yeah. you <laughs> thought about my question, but uh, I realized I you didn't need to think. No. Yeah. Okay. Go. I'm listening to you. Then we'll come back. Um, well, I think it's just you, you utilize it at a different level, of course. As the higher you go up, the less you're able to really. Let's take Rick Warren. Uh, where he is and you know as many people as he has to reach out to him asking this question am i available doesn't mean oh if he asked that question in the context of caring for the people he would go oh man i had 50 friends i didn't make to um at that level you're asking the question um because of course there's management below there are people overseeing there's people that at that at that level you need to be, you need to be asking am i available in terms of like have i talked to this person in the needs of so pmt for instance right that's our pastor's I need to, management that's team. our passion i need to be saying am i available to you're rick right if i'm rick am i available for you know yep. these few guys that i have okay. am i available yep. so you're saying rick if you're rick for instance, it's more important to be available to make me yeah. than to one of our junior high volunteers. A hundred percent. He doesn't yeah. care more about Oh, me. yeah. It doesn't mean he'd care less about him. He just, from a leadership from standpoint, a leadership he's standpoint, only got so much time. Totally. He has to be more available to me than, totally. and he's expecting that I'm now more available to that junior high volunteer. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And I okay. think it just, it just trickles down. If he's not, then that puts you in a place where you're just like, okay. You know, <laughs> right? The, the the vision, the 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 inspiration, yeah. like being inspired, and the leadership kind of stops, right, to some degree, and you begin to, you know, yeah. kind of like move in. And of course, you know, you know the the the, the you know the why we exist. You know the paradigm. You know right. everything. But there's just this leadership connection yep. that you get inspired when he's speaking into right. you right. and speaking into. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. So being so, available to, for those moments makes a difference in how you yep. be available for them. So it's just we would say down. it's every leader, every pastor has to be available. Yeah. To whom and when is always negotiable. 
and yeah. always and always changing. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Here we go. Uh, management: the process of dealing with or controlling things, things or, or people. people. Leadership: the action of leading a group of people or an organization. That doesn't tell us much. The state or position of being a leader. That doesn't tell us. The leaders of <laughs> an organization, country, et cetera. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is management to me, like that really delineates <laughs> what management is. Dealing with or controlling things yeah. or people, right? Checks yeah. and balances, yeah. systems, checkpoints. Well, I think leadership <laughs> I think leadership is more of a philosophical It is. It has it is. more to do with influence and You just nailed it. Maxwell. John Maxwell. Yeah. His definite leadership is influence. Shout out to Jam John Maxwell. That's it. That's it, John Maxwell, enjoy Life Club, totally. enjoy Ministries. Oh, let me, I'll do this sponsor one. Sponsor our show for only <laughs> yes, $5, $5 if you send us some sunglasses. Okay, here you go. Leadership a manager sunglasses. is someone who plans Plays and budgets, budgets, organizes and allocates, controls and solves problems. A leader is someone who shows direction, aligns and influences. influences. There it is right there. Inspires. Yeah. There it is. Exactly. This is exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. You have to you have to be able to do both, but you need to know when to do both. Which is needed today. Yeah. Which is needed in this scenario. Yeah. yeah. I, well, and look at my three questions. Why does our ministry exist? That's a leadership question. Where are we headed next? I would say is a leadership question. Who or what is it going to take to get us there? That's probably a management question. Yeah. Right. And yours, where are we going? Leadership. Am I leading or managing both? Right. Am I being too critical? That's probably a leadership. Question. Wait, yeah. Did you get to that one? No. I thought you, haven't you already asked three questions? Yeah. Oh, I think I gave you that one over there, and but I was going after here. my list. Uh, so I wrote that here, uh, and then I gave you that one. Okay, so we need to wrap this up. Before yeah. we recap, um, special shout out to our friends at SYMC. Yes. You can go SYMC to the Simply conference. Youth Ministry Conference, October 7th through 9th in Chicago. Go to the website. SYMC16.com. Register. Also, our good friends at Christ and Youth, CIY.com. Yes. If you want to check out Move, which is their high school summer camps, Mix, which is their junior high summer camps. Yeah. You know when they leave, which when is does their, that kick off? Uh, like the first week in June. First week in no, June. No, sorry, yeah. like middle, middle of June, somewhere yeah. in there. Um, but if you want to go to Superstart, which is their preteen program, <laughs> all of the above. Oh, wow. I hope Tyler's people, on I fire hope people here. can see this right here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Egyptian hieroglyphics. Yeah. Hieroglyphics. If you're sitting in a in a like lecture and one of these are your slides that go up. This is genius, boss. though. Look at yes. that. The boss is getting pulled. <laughs> the lead. It's genius. It's fully, yeah. I love um, Tyler just in like post-production if we still I don't even know what post-production really means technically <laughs> but if we can this slide would be awesome the, a, see a, a, a millennial a would know that a, a boss would know. oh a, a, Tyler's looking at that top one and going I'll never work no. for a guy like that <laughs> this however yes no here's a millennial the millennial wants to be Look. sitting on the thing getting pulled <laughs> by the boss the millennial says hey boss man a millennial knows pull, what post production pull needs. me and my dog through the office <laughs> to, the, to the tattoo shop <laughs> Russell oh, yeah. Crowe versus Joaquin Fee yeah, there you go there you go I love it Dude. spoken like a true millennial over there Using a movie, using a movie, using a I got movie your back. To, I got your back. Using a movie to, back, to act like it's a metaphor for life. Hey, I use this term all the time. Your creativity has got to be fair. Got to be fair. Got to be fair. Okay, here we go. Yes. In essence, we had. In essence, we really only had five questions because one of them is very similar. 
Yeah. Why does our ministry exist? Where are we headed next? Slash, where are, where we, are going? we going? Who or what's it going to take to get there? Am I leading or managing? Am I available? Am, am I available? Five questions. Yes. Every youth pastor needs to, to be ask. asking. We'll see you guys soon. Peace out.